Our scripture reading for today is Acts chapter 15, verses 36 to 41. Truly a transitional um, passage uh, in Acts because we, um, we finished up, you know, the, the early part of Acts and it was a lot to do with Peter and Philip and James and John and some of these others and and then we, we noticed that Paul started coming on the scene. In fact, we first met him as someone named Saul, uh, who was uh, violently persecuting the Christians. He was there uh, giving his consent, holding the coats, cheering on uh, those Jews who stoned Stephen, the first martyr. But we, know, we saw where he met Jesus uh, on the Damascus Road, and he became a, a, a force in Christianity. Uh, God completely turned him around. And so uh, we watched the first missionary journey uh, that he and Barnabas and a few others went along with. And then we just got through chapter 15 where there was this huge issue uh, about legalism, about whether people had to be full-on Jewish converts to come to Christ. And all that got settled and another missionary journey is about to take place. But that next missionary journey is not Paul and Barnabas, rather it is Paul and Silas. So how do we get there? How do we get to this place where the team is so different? And that's the passage that we're going to read, and we're going to look at and see what God has to say to us about it today. If you would please stand. Acts chapter 15, beginning in verse 36. After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, well, Let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the new believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. But Paul disagreed strongly. Since John Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work, their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus. Paul took Silas, and as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he traveled throughout Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you and we uh, thank you for this passage in God's Word what it teaches us, what it shows us. Uh, Lord, there, there are difficult things that we face in life, but we can learn a lot from your word and how these early believers handled some difficult times. And God, we pray that you would just teach us, that you would mold us, make us more like Jesus uh, through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Be seated. The Beatles, In Sync, Sonny and Cher, Spice Girls, Destiny's Child, Guns and Roses. I could go on and on, but all these musical acts, all these groups have something in common, and that is they broke up. They didn't last. They didn't stay together. And in fact, if you Google, as I did, if you Google biggest band breakups ever, there will be a list of pages and pages long. And the funny thing is, every list is different. I mean, sometimes completely different. And you're thinking, 
who cares that they broke up? I didn't know about them, but, you know, somebody else will have the group that devastated you when they, when they broke up. And so I could go on and on and on, but these breakups, uh, they bother us sometimes when our favorite group, our favorite band, our favorite couple, they break up and they're, they're not together anymore. You know, in the Bible, there's some pretty big breakups as well. I mean, think back to the very beginning. There was Cain and Abel. Uh, that would put a damper on family reunions, right? That, that, that didn't work out too well. Um, later on, you had uh, David and King Saul who were as close as close could be. He even was going to give his daughter in marriage uh, to David, and then he ends up trying to kill David. So that's a, that's a pretty big breakup. Uh, there's Samson and Delilah. That didn't work out so well for that couple. Uh, that was a big breakup. But a lot of these breakups you might could see coming. But when we come to Acts chapter 15, the breakup of this missionary band, of this missionary team of Paul and Barnabas, it's really kind of shocking. I mean, it's really kind of mind-blowing, not only because they had done so much, but because they had come off of a major victory. I mean, they had just come through fighting together uh, to stop these Judaizers, that is, the people who wanted to make everybody become a full-on Jew before they could become a Christian. And they had fought this fought together. Uh, they, they had done great work. And, and then all of a sudden, over what seems like a trivial thing, they break up. So what happened? What was the big deal? We, we looked at this missionary journey that they took before and, and how they kind of left where they were in Antioch and they sailed to this island of Cyprus in the middle of the Mediterranean and then they went up and kind of went all the way around Turkey and then they went all the way back strengthening those churches and made their way back to Antioch and, and it was a great trip. And we really focused on all the successes and then we focused on some of the persecution, the time that they were stoned and that they were imprisoned and, and all this stuff. But one thing we didn't mention a whole lot, we didn't say a whole lot at the time, was that as they started this trip and they, they left, they went to the island of Cyprus, everything went great there. But when they got to Turkey, when they were starting to go around, the Bible makes a little bitty note and it says John Mark left them there. And that's kind of all that was said about it, and so nobody thinks much about it. But when it gets around to this second missionary journey, this becomes a huge issue. Paul comes to Barnabas and says, let's go back to some of these churches and make sure they're still going well. Let's have another trip. And Barnabas is like, yeah, I'm all for it. And I can't wait to bring John Mark and, and, and give him another chance. And Paul says, oh, 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 no, he's had his chance. Uh, well, we know what happens with John Mark when we get off on the mission field, when it's life and death circumstances, and, and we can't have someone like that. And so they have this huge, huge argument or disagreement. It's interesting. If you look at the different translations, uh, you'll see um, different terms used. But, I mean, it was just a, a blow-up, a, a big bad breakup that happened between these two men and it was so sharp it was so contentious that they said I can't work with you I can't work with you and they went their own ways we would all love to think that these type of things never happen in the Christian world 
that there were no splits, that there were no breakups. I mean, it's, we would really love to think that there'd never be any trouble at all, but, but then if we say, well, okay, there's going to be a little trouble because we're, we're all sinful, fallen human beings as men and women, boys and girls. We all mess up, but we'll always patch things back over and, and things will keep going on. But that's not reality. Even among the early church, this situation happens. It's things like this passage in Scripture, by the way, uh, things like this that really uh, in, reassure us our confidence in Scripture and how realistically it was written. You know, if I was simply writing a story to, to pump up the Christians and to, to make them look how great they were, I'd leave this little thing out. You know, I'd say, well... Barnabas retired to an island in the Mediterranean, and so, you know, Paul had to get a, a, a new uh, co-worker. But there's no whitewashing going on here. There's, there's no pretending this is anything other than it was. It was a huge deal. It is interesting, though, that Luke doesn't say, well, this one was right and this one was wrong. There's no attempt to, to say this is the winner or this is the loser. The, the only difference is he does kind of mention about Paul and, and Silas that, uh, that they went with the, 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 the believers and trusted them to the Lord's gracious care. It sounds like another formal sending out. I'm not sure that Barnabas, when he took John Mark, necessarily um, waited around for, them, for there to be a sending out. I think he, he was said, it's, it's time for us to go, John Mark. Now, why, what was the big deal? Why were they um, fighting so much over this? Who was wrong? You know, they were both kind of right, both kind of wrong, however you want to look at it. I mean, what was Barnabas's point? Barnabas, who was known as an encourager, right? That was his name. And he was the one to give people second chances. He gave Paul his second chance. That is when nobody else would have anything to do with Paul because they just remembered he's that guy who's persecuting believers. Barnabas said, come on, I'm, I'm with you. And he was that guy of second chances. And he said, yeah, John Mark messed up, but we're a people of grace and love and kindness and mercy. And so we need to give him a second chance. And he was right. I mean, he was absolutely right in that, right? And then here's Paul on the other hand. And Paul is a more pragmatic sort of fellow. Paul, he's, it's not that he doesn't like people. He likes people, but Paul's like, I'm all about the job. I'm all about the task. I'm all about getting things done. And last time, John Mark proved he doesn't get things done. He goes crying back to mama, okay? We don't need, look, that was bad enough that that happened the first time. Who knows what's going to happen the second time? This guy's dead weight. He's holding us back. He's keeping us down. I like him in all Barnabas, but I, I'm just sorry. He can't go with us. Well, from a pragmatic, task-oriented point of view, Paul was kind of right. I mean, hey, John Mark proved he, he just he didn't cut it. And so these two men, who both loved Jesus, who were serving him, they just disagreed so badly that they had to part ways. Now... Um, it would be great if that didn't happen. But we will notice, though, in God's providence, later on in Acts, there's some good reasons that worked out that it was really good uh, that it was actually Silas and not Barnabas with Paul. There were some good things that came from that. But 
None of these people are bad-mouthed in Scripture. They're all held up uh, high as good people. But this happened. And so I want to encourage you, whenever you're a part of a situation, whether it's a one-on-one relationship, a small group, or a large group, anytime you can possibly come to a resolution, do it. But today, I want us to talk about what if you've done your best, what if you've tried to talk this out, sort this out, you've tried to work through it in this situation, but it's just not happening. Both you and this other person, or this group and that group, are fully convinced in their heart and in their mind that this is the right thing to do, and there seems to be no way around it, and you're going to have to go separate ways. That's not the ideal. Let me say that again. It's not the ideal. But if it comes to that, when the band breaks up, so to speak, how should we act as Christians? How should we go forward from that point in which we just cannot walk together anymore? Number one, don't quit. Do not quit. If you find yourself in a situation where you're frustrated and you couldn't work things out and you couldn't go forward in Christian mission with this person or with this group, don't quit. I can't tell you as a pastor the number of people that I've come along and, and I knocked on the door. How you doing? I'm I'm pastor. I'm just visiting in this area. I'm, I'd love to talk to you about your relationship with the Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go to uh, third such and such denominational uh, church. And, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we were, we were youth leaders there. We sang in the choir. We were big in that church. Well, what happened? Well, they hurt our feelings. Well, uh, you know, they built the building that we weren't for building. Or, well, you know, whatever. And I'm like, great, well, where are you going now? Oh, no, we were just, we were just hurt so bad. You know, I, I hate that they left so-and-so, third denominational whatever church. But if they felt like they had to leave, they shouldn't have said, okay, well, now we're done with God's people. They should have kept serving Jesus Christ. And that means being part of that means being a part of active part of his visible church. Don't quit. When you get hurt, when you get in a disagreement, When you think this is not the right way and I can't handle this and I'm not sure I can go forward with this anymore, do not quit. Because God doesn't give us an exception in Scripture that says, hey, if things don't work out with you and that other Christian, then you can kind of let this whole Christian or church thing go. Neither one of these men quit. They kept going forward in ministry. What else when the band breaks up? Don't quit. Secondly, don't slander. You know what I love in this passage is the Bible doesn't say that either one of them started this little group. They didn't start a website. They didn't start a special Facebook group. They didn't start a campaign, a viral thing to go around and tell their story and make everybody else look bad and show why they were right and everybody was wrong. They didn't do any of that. They didn't waste their time. They didn't waste uh, the Lord's time. They didn't mess up the, the, or try to halt the spread of the gospel by taking their energies that should be for the Lord and turning it into digging, slandering, sullying the name of someone else. They realized that was pointless. You know what? The, the, the great thing is we look at this and we say, man, it's a shame that they couldn't get along and they couldn't agree. And it really is. But here's the good thing. You know what they did? They talked to each other, not about one another. 
They dealt with their issue one-on-one, man-to-man, and they realized we just cannot resolve this. But they also realized it's not going to help any for us to take these things and go out and talk to everyone else in the world about them and show why our way was right and why their way was wrong. One of the most ridiculous, one of the most God-dishonoring things that ever takes place is that when you and I disagree with the way another Christian does something, we feel the need to run them down. It is amazing. Some people believe that's their spiritual gift. I really think they think I have the gift of correction of all other Christians. I have the gift of putting them in their place. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take them out, you know? Don't do it. We've got enough going on in our own lives, and we're busy enough and, and we, that, that we need to just tend to our business. Who has time to slander? Who has time to focus on somebody else and and their business? They're accountable to the Lord, just as you and I are accountable to the Lord. They're not accountable to us. So don't quit. Don't slander. And third, don't compete. You know, I knew a a pastor years ago, and he had gone through a, a, a difficult divorce, and it was, it was tough. This man was a Baptist pastor. And so he, um, he, he started a new church, his, his, old, his old church, things weren't working out, and he, he left, and he started this brand new church. And his whole entire motivation was not, okay, Lord, I'm going to continue serving you even though you know, I've gone through some rough things in my life. His whole motivation was, I'm going to show them. All those people who talked bad about me, all those people who put me down, all those people who said I shouldn't be preaching anymore, I'm going to show them. And I'm going to tell you, now this guy was talented. I mean, he went out and he bought some land, and uh, he built this huge church building, and things were going up and up and up, and it, it looked like he was doing great. You know, the problem is, though, everything fell apart Because his motivation, no matter how skilled he was, his motivation was not about, let me serve God and honor him. It was all about proving everyone else wrong, making him look good and making them look bad. How many churches have we seen that are literally within a stone's throw and you you wonder... Were there some stones actually thrown? This church splits, and, and so the next road over, the next street over, we put, uh, the, you know, this is faith church, and this church is greater faith church. You know I mean? We, we need to compete, and we need to go after those same people. It's kind of like, you ever saw see that, that movie, Jerry Maguire? You know, he's leaving his firm, and all of a sudden, he's desperately on the phone wanting to get all of his clients and one of them's kind of wasting his time, and, and, and all those other clients are being called by his old firm. And, but they're both competing over this same bunch of people, trying to steal them, trying to get them from each other. And, you know, that's what sometimes Christian people and Christian organizations do. When we can't get along, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to take the flock, or I'm going to work hard and take all these people. And that dishonors the Lord. It dishonors the Lord. Because churches and Christian groups and organizations, uh, they all have reputations in a community. 
You don't have to put something on a billboard that says uh, there's a terrible split going on down at so-and-so church. You don't have to advertise it. Everybody's going to know it, right? And it's sad what people do. But look what Paul and Barnabas did. They came to this point, and we said, hey, we hate it that they couldn't work together, but they couldn't. But here's what they did do. They didn't quit serving God. They didn't start slandering against each other. They didn't start competing. What had once become one missionary team now was two missionary teams. Barnabas and John Mark, they went this direction. They went for the island of Cyprus. Paul and Silas, they went this direction, up to some of these other churches up here. They weren't competing. They were just serving the Lord. They were just trying to reach other people who hadn't been reached. Now, what happens when, um, if the band breaks up, but you actually act the right way? As I was researching all these bands that break up, I did learn that a lot of them didn't stay broke up forever. You know, that, that money, <laughs> that, that draw of the concert and CD sales, a lot of times uh, brought groups back together or they kind of reformed them in some odd way. You never... You ever see that, that band and you look at them, you're like, they're not, every single one of them is different. They're not the band that I know, but they're still carrying that name. But there was actually something real and interesting and, and neat in the way this thing all turned out with Paul and Barnabas is that later in Paul's letters, he speaks highly of Barnabas. And so we know there wasn't any hard feelings. And even neater than that, that there's a passage in where Paul says, send John Mark to me, for he is useful. Send John Mark to me, for he's useful. In other words, later on, they were able to work together. In other words, later on, John Mark proved himself and maybe Paul softened a little and maybe John Mark grew up a little and they were able to work together. And we know that John Mark went on with Barnabas, but from later on in church history, we knew that John Mark also ended up working with the Apostle Peter and became very close, uh, was mentored by him. And John Mark went on to be the one who wrote the Gospel of Mark that we read in our Bibles. Was John Mark a lost cause? No, he wasn't. Had he messed up? Yes, he had. These two, Barnabas and Paul, they broke up. It was a shame the team broke up. But if they had to break up, they did it in the best possible way. And so the kingdom of God continued to grow. And later on, they could look one another in the eye and said, Hey, we did things right. Hey, we kind of had an issue back then. But we can love one another and we can value one another and we can move forward in God's work. From here on out, we won't hear about Barnabas again in the book of Acts. That doesn't mean he wasn't working. What it means is that Luke, who wrote this book, focused on uh, Paul and his journeys. Because we're also not going to hear about Peter or James or any of the others the rest of the book, it's all about what Paul did in his uh, 
area, in his mission. But we need to be reminded as we go on and we think about, we're going to follow uh, as he goes around the world and eventually as he gets sent toward Rome, that even though Acts doesn't record other work being done, it was being done. We had Peter, who ends up ministering in Rome. We've got Barnabas and, and uh, John Mark, who are going to Cyprus and other places. We know from history that uh, the Apostle Thomas ends up in India. We've got folks going all around, all over the world, spreading the gospel. And so we're going to just get to hear kind of one part of it, one, how one of these many teams that's going out, what they do to spread the gospel. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, we pray that you would help us in our relationships um, to, to avoid conflict uh, when at all possible. Help us to be people of peace, uh, Lord, and sometimes that means that we, uh, we do engage in conflict because we have to confront at times. But God, I pray that even when we f find ourselves in situations where we have honest disagreements with brothers and sisters in Christ, that we would still conduct ourselves in a Christ-like manner. God, I pray that we would uh, understand that, you know, one day we're going to find out one of us is wrong. Right now we have to live by our own conscience, but Lord, help us to set an example of love and charity and grace, even when we disagree. Father, we thank you and we praise you for all of your goodness and all of your blessings to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.